this is the unfortunate thing about mutable signs, Sagittarius and Gemini. Like I've forever, my entire life, like I could open an idea store, yeah. and that could just be the thing that I do. Is I give other people the ideas, but and they gotta they go, do, can the go thing. do them. Because whenever my little Capricorn comes out and I go, all right, we're gonna sit down and build a world here. I go, all right, this is gonna take a long time. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, I gotta build a whole world. Fuck. Thank God, God wasn't lazy. <laughs> He might have been. There's some lazy moves God made. I am grateful for being in unfulfilling relationships in my life because they have spurred me to more creative endeavors, potentially out of sheer boredom just for what's happening yeah, in my life. Just like, I'd rather go over here and build a new world. I don't think the aliens would exist if I hadn't been in a crappy six-year relationship. Uh, do you think that, that all art is created through avoidance? I think too big of a all statement art is created through a void. A void. But it could also be an avoid you're avoiding. And a, yeah, exactly. An avoided void. There's a void involved. This is, are we recording? We are recording. This is Weekend at Effie's. It's a podcast about um, us, me and Peter. Peter is my co-pilot on this journey. And he, you may not see his face, but you'll feel him. We may be adding feel, a Peter Cam next year, depending Peter on... Peter Cam would be lit. I need to interview couple more Peter for a whole show. Yeah. We got we to gotta knock my narcissism down a little bit. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the Mercury retrograde because it did feel like a fog lifted over me after this weekend. Like, I've been in a pretty, like, not a bad fog. This isn't like, yeah. oh, like, I'm so sad. It's just like, things are foggier, you know? The concept of Effie has been foggy to me, and I have to jump back in the saddle correctly for me to love it, to want it, to need it. And I think with the fog lifting, I'm feeling a lot more... Uh, pull towards you know performing again and i feel very good about that yeah we're we're shifting good uh the january will be an interesting month um in the fact that it'll be probably a little bit uh, like a slower start to the year thank god my advice don't start your new year's resolutions till the 18th okay um i like this they will actually work if you start them on the 18th 18th, guys. Yeah. Hold Other, off. Otherwise, people are going to have a very classical first two weeks in the year. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, the deep fuck it. The yeah. gym fuck it. Yeah. I've noticed this year at the gym where the in the gooch this period between Christmas and New Year's, there's been a lot of people in the gym. So I think they're trying to get a head start. On... That We've talked about it before, but before they figured out all the astrology, everything, there used to be like a hidden 13th zodiac sign, which is the like it's the two weeks in between Christmas and uh, New Year's January times. And they considered it to be like the absolute literal darkest place in the universe. Oh, <laughs> so let's just give them if some you've Christmas ever joy. felt that the, the few weeks after Christmas and the new year are weird. It's weird. It's always disconnecting. Weird. That's why. It's weird every time. We've talked about this at home. It's just always a weird time. It's a good time, though. We're making the best of it. I'm doing better this one than other ones. Acknowledgement can help a lot with yeah. getting through weird spaces like this. Um, and anyone that is feeling like the new year is going to be really lonely for them, um, that is perfectly lined up with what we have happening. And just know that it will immediately get better first couple of days into the year. Yeah, I think there's always Also, the... don't... Don't start dating anyone on the new year because it's going to kind of fuck your life up. My brother's going to a wedding on New Year's Eve. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, His Venus is right next to Pluto. We're not going to tell him. We're going to let him ride it out. We'll see. It's not my brother's wedding, so I'm not that worried. Wow. That's like if you were going to um, pick an election, like a particular date to do a wedding, that might be the opposite one that you would pick. Yeah. And also just outside of everything, 
Every New Year's, I got to also celebrate our engagement. So I got to buy like two bottles of champagne. Nah. What are we doing here? Um, Let's separate the holidays. I did it. I did one New Year's wedding and I was like, okay, this will be cool. You know, like they're obviously party people. That'll be fun. It'll be interesting. Cause that's always the part that kind of right. sucks about weddings is the receptions. Cause they're always like four to six hours long and there's yeah. only so many dancing photos you can take. So if it's a party, you can, you know, hang out and everything. There's, you know, usually someone hitting a joint somewhere. Turns out this was the most like conservative Christian couple. It was their like third marriage. Oh, they no. were in their fifties and it was just like, it was not a New Year's vibe. At I all. think my I think my grandparents were married on New Year's Day. Really? I really think that's true. I need to go back and look at it. I spent time with family this weekend, so I'm a little family brained. But I had a really good time. Uh I was separate from my lover. Yeah. Which is it can be tough. Now we share a car, so I didn't have the car there, which is part of why I went to the wrong theater to see to see Babylon and had to buy another ticket right there. I do like having the AMC pass because she was like Hey, this isn't for this theater. And I was like, oh, hold on. And then two minutes later, I was like, this is, here we go. You just use the pass. I don't know how they're making money with me with the pass. I think I need to do the, I just, oh, I kicked the camera. I fell in love with movies again this year. Yes. I'm trying to make sure I don't fall too much in love with movies because I have found myself in some mornings where I'm like, wake up, take AJ to work, walk the dogs, drink the coffee, about to go to the gym, better watch this movie. You know what I mean? Like, there's, Sometimes I don't need to watch that many movies. Like last night I watched a movie that I fucking hated. Oh, what'd you watch? It's called 222. I thought it would be lit. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Have you seen this movie? No. It's horrible. No. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. I was mad at myself for watching it, but also like the cinephile and it was like, you can't turn it off. A lot of people worked on this. I don't. Oh, ooh, no, I don't have that. You don't have that? No, you don't, I don't have, have the, uh, the the crew guilt? No, I turned on Meet Joe Black for five minutes, and I was like, why did I want to watch this? Because it's Brad Pitt. It's Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. I've, I'm, what is going on with me and Brad Pitt, this Mercury retrograde? I think he's really having a time, you know? He might be. He's also a Sagittarius. Is he? Yeah, he's a Sagittarius sun, Sagittarius rising, and I think he also has, I think he has Venus, because, you know, he's super pretty. He is super pretty. And he did well. And I like that he brought the little mustache back from Inglorious Bastards mm-hmm. in Babylon. I thought it was great. And he made fun of himself. He did Italian at the beginning oh, of the he movie. Did. He did do Italian at the beginning and make fun of himself. Yeah. Uh, Though I cringed a little bit and I was like, are we going to have to put up with him doing this accent, this Italian thing for the entire movie? I was like, this is not going to be a vibe if Brad Pitt's pretending to be Italian. Yeah, but you got you know, not that we're sticking on Babylon here, but he also is creating more conflict with the women he's with every time. Yeah. Like he's having full conversations with other people and ignoring her. He's talking Italian to the one girl. There's a lot going on with it. Uh, I went to see Babylon alone, but because of this, I got to spend a lot of alone time this weekend with Bebop. Me and Bebop hung out a ton. Uh, I rented a car. I will say this about Bebop. His hair shows in the car. So if national figured out that I had an animal in there, it was not because I didn't try my best. I went in with all sorts of cleaning tools after the fact to get all the bebop hair out of this car. Hilarious. He doesn't stay in one place, and no. I don't have two of the dog like basket things that holds him in the back. So he was kind of a little all over the place. And I spent a lot of time cleaning this little rental car. I spent a lot of time. But it was worth it because I got to go see my mother and my grandmother, which was very fun. I tried to go see my dad, too. He said, I'm going to the beach. I was like, all right, dude, have fun. So he went to the beach. Uh, but my mom and grandma lived together and Mm -hmm. my grandmother back in the day 
had her mom living with her. Like, this is just, this is what you do. Interesting. When my grandfather passed away, she was already kind of, they knew it was coming. They were kind of planning it. My mom built her own house. My mom and dad divorced like two years ago. Was this the most recent grandfather or was that? Yes. Okay. The other one died a while back. He was a rowdy boy. He used to fly Cessna planes, my dad's father. And he had his pilot's license a long time, had two Cessna planes, which are like the smaller two, three person planes. But they took his license from him because he was dive bombing people at the lake to try to give him a scare. Shut up. Yeah, and they were like, hey, man. Is this the... No, that was like an older, older relative that so, with the boat race. Yeah, that was his wife's dad. Oh, my God. His wife's dad was the boat racer. And here, the man she married is now dive bombing boats on the water. I wonder if you just have like a whole family generation of um, Mars and Aries. Y'all are just a bunch of daredevils. It's possible, but I know it skipped my dad. But I also think that's because of the hormone release of... His mother seeing the boat explode. Right. You know, that's yeah. not good for the baby. Yeah. So it's why my dad's probably a little uh, trepidatious, I would say. Uh-huh. Uh, but my mom's side, she's living with her mom. And they're learning together because it's, I mean, it's a big jump. When you're, she's finally out on her own. My mother, I feel like, has always been, uh, she's always kind of had someone, like, around, you know, be yeah. it my dad or the kids or being, you know, she was the middle child, only girl in her family. So now it's like, I think she felt like she's finally kind of on her own and not that she's against mom living with her, but like she's trying to reclaim her own space right now. Right. So it's an interesting thing to come into. Right. I will say this about my grandma. She said that, uh, it's sad that I'm, it's good that I'm not drinking, but that she has a perfect cure for everything that she uses every day. And her perfect cure for everything is she eats 12 gin soaked raisins. <laughs> And she says it helps with her arthritis, and she doesn't get drunk, and it doesn't do that. I'm pretty sure Grandma's just getting a little tipsy every day on gin-soaked raisins. And I'm all for it, because she is just owning that space. She is eating those gin-soaked raisins. She says her arthritis feels fine. She does great with everything. She played with the dogs. She might be a little drunk. I'm okay with it. I like it. Since my grandpa passed away, she's really she's been more of a a powerhouse, you know, Uh like she kind of trusted, okay, he's the patriarch. He'll take care of everything. But now that he's not here, she's like sort of in charge of everything. And it's incredible. Uh, But I think it's those gin soaked raisins giving her a little extra confidence. It was magic. So it's a brand new house. I brought the dog. My mom has a dog too. uh, I'm glad that you're done drinking as something that you struggled with. (laughs) Also, these gin soaked raisins work wonders. It's a miracle. Gin-soaked raisins sounds like a 90s band that just wasn't going to make it. It sounds like something you'd walk into in Great Expectations when she's still in her wedding dress and she's got the food out on the table that's rotted. She's like, do you want some gin-soaked raisins? raisins? (laughs) I'm not roasting her for it. I love it. I'm glad she feels good. But it is like the weirdest. It's really funny. It's such a grandma trick. It's so cute. I was thinking it was going to be much darker and she was going to say the power of Jesus Christ or prayer or something like that. Listen, the power of Jesus Christ is there. Uh, he lives very strong in that home. I have learned over many years, like not that I think everybody has to go through their, uh, staunch atheist phase. Yeah. Everyone needs to read Richard Dawkins. And I don't think you should infantilize people's belief systems, Mm -mm. but sometimes you just play along and you bow your head for the prayer and you, and they say, we're praying for you. And you go, thank you. I feel it. I feel the prayers versus, you know, None of that actually has been uh, factually proven to exist. They don't care. They don't give a shit. We've seen when people see the evidence, they don't change their minds. 
Why worry about it? I love it. Y'all, mm-hmm. you got me a present for Christ's birth. You know what? Put Christ back in Christmas. Last week I'm yelling about get Christ out of Christmas. Let's put Christ back in there because he really doesn't fit with the rest of the holiday. So I think that's always the funny part is like that. There's just this. We're going to have a guy. feast. We're going to have presents. We're going to dress up. We're going to hold candles. Why? Magic baby. Magic baby was born. Somebody had a trouble up there. Magic baby was born. I tweeted something. Did you see my three wise men tweet? Yes. I love the concept of like, here's this baby. He's in a shit trough. The magical robed men showed up with incense for this baby. What? My mom keeps frankincense in the house. She has since we were young. She burns frankincense at Christmas. Have you ever burnt frankincense? No, I've had the oil form of it, but not. These are like rock crystals. It's That's bizarre. Crazy. And you like light the whole crystal and then it just kind of keeps a low flame and melts. It smells wonderful. I know why you'd bring it for a magic baby. But it is uh it is a rare tradition. You know, that you, you're reminded of all the Christmas joys of growing up, I think, too. This is corny sounding, this is cheesy, but like the Carpenter's Christmas record. I don't think I've heard that one. It's great. It's perfect. Karen Carpenter, she's magic. I used uh, We've Only Just Begun by the Carpenters as an intro song one time. Far too powerful. It's far too powerful. More so even than Elton John, if you'd believe it. Uh, but like that playing or the Chicago Christmas album playing in the house. And there's like, you ever had those little wreaths and they're cornflakes with the cinnamon on them? No. Oh, so what you do, here's what you do. Instead of Rice Krispie Treats, you use cornflakes and you melt marshmallow and butter and you mix in green food dye and you shape them into wreaths and then you put cinnamon candies on top. And it's the fucking greatest snack of Christmas. That's crazy. So good. So I'll, delicious, crispy, sweet, awesome. chewy, little cinnamon bite in there, little treasure. We also had one of my favorite Christmas meals, uh, which is, and I got to learn a little bit more about some of these weird traditions. Uh, they call it Mexican steak. I don't think any Mexican has ever made this steak. Now, it turns out this is a, my grandparents used to be missionaries too, in the Philippines, in Italy, in China. I did not know this. I never brought it up. Uh, so they had a lot of like weird missionary friends back in the day. And she said it was in 61 she got this recipe for Mexican steak. And it's the steak that you just cook in salsa and peppers, slow, in a, in a slow cooker. You get the cheap cut of meat. And then you get rice, and you mix it with sour cream and cheese and peppers and bake it. And it's the best fucking meal in the world. We used to do that with chicken. Oh, I believe it would work with chicken. Like everything, what you just described, yeah. but chicken. Do you, did we just uncover like a weird missionary secret? I think this secret? is a missionary secret. Cook the cheap meat yeah, and yeah, salsa, yeah, yeah. put some sour cream and cheese Missionaries with the rice. Missionaries are so fucking weird. I know. I know. They like preachers, families are weird, but they're doing more to keep up appearances where missionary families are always chaotic as fuck. Well, and they also have the benefit of... Uh, novelty. You know, like you're a pastor, you're around the same people in your church all the time. Mm-hmm. You're a missionary, you're moving around a little bit. Yeah. So there's always kind of a new audience. So they don't pick up on your weirdness as much, so you don't have to hide it as yeah. much. You know? And there's always like extra opportunity to go get in trouble. Because you're very aware that like everything is very much like dictated when you're in the family circle. But as soon as you're interacting with other people, it's just all these like wild cards that get thrown in. And I would always attach myself to other families and then just like disappear and be with them because it was like a totally fine like missionary thing to do. Yeah. Um, Weird. I guess I was just avoiding my parents the whole time. I mean, that might have been it. It might be okay. 
I think they they ended their missionary work uh, as the children were born, though. So I don't think my mom was out like living like you were. Right. But both of my parents are pastors' kids. You know. Um, there's a thing going around on Twitter. It was a Christian organization that um, did their like me- it was like media reviews from Focus on the oh, Family. Yeah, yeah. And it was the first Slipknot album, and it Whoa. was just like a really funny review. But I used to get those little flyers in the mail that was like what to listen to, what not to listen to. Yeah, like, watch out if your children yeah. have this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I listen. What that means to me is that there's some Christian critic out there who has to watch all this shit and just like be disgusted the whole time. I don't has know. to get the details. I don't know if it still exists, but there used to be this Christian media watchdog website called, I think it was seen it. Okay. And not the movie trivia game. No. Okay. No, this was like a Wikipedia style, like entries for each movie where they would break down not only why your kids would want to see that, but like why they shouldn't see it down to like every single scene of objectionable content written in explicit detail, meaning that there's someone sitting watching all of these movies and taking extremely detailed notes to tell you how offensive they are. But they probably think they're doing this as like a, the Lord's work. This is the Lord's work. I got to watch this. This titty scene some of for the, the Lord. I, I'm going to see if I can find this website because it is some of the, like, go look at, like, classic movies, like, movies that are considered to be masterpieces, like, unquestionably. Yeah. And then look at their take on it and you're just like, excuse me? Hey, opinions are opinions, baby. I trust it. Listen, I saw God's <laughs> Not Dead too. Uh, pretty sure God is dead. He... Oh, yeah. Well, let's ask the question. It's up on the wall. Is God dead? Is God dead? No, I'm right here. That's uh, it's not saying I am God. It's saying we are all God we are in all the energy God. of this earth. If you actually read um some of the books of the Bible that were left out that are specifically like oh, Jesus' teachings, um, it's all about how we- that's a man. That's the fucking weird thing about that book is the Catholic Church low key co-signs all of that shit yeah and is not open about it they're, they don't want to you talk read about the it. intro to that book, which is like all the leftover books from the Bible, and they're like, oh yeah 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 no we're good with this. Yeah, this is fine. We're just not going to put it on We're the main just, table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go to the. Uh, it's like when you go to the Chinese buffet and the staff is from Mexico, and there's a side table with all the Mexican delicacies. Yeah. That's not really associated, but like it's cool if you eat that too. I always enjoyed that. You know, did I ever tell you about the the self serving ecosystem in Tallahassee? There's a Chinese buffet where the Chinese family lives upstairs in a house above this buffet. Yeah, but there's also a nightclub attached. What? A Mexican nightclub where they do like, um, not, I don't want to say it's mariachi, but it's the more traditional Mexican music nightclub that's always packed out. But the people work at the Chinese restaurant and then go to the Mexican nightclub because the staff, you see the staff standing outside. So it's this whole village of immigrant people that have created their own like self serving system of like, we can work here, we can play here, we can live here. And I love that it's sort of like doesn't have to include any real white people. It's great. I love that. The white people are only included because they come eat the food, you know? Yeah. But otherwise, it's like, yeah, y'all can come hang out, but like... I mean, you need customers. You do need customers. But I spent a lot of time in that Chinese buffet, not just because of the food, but because like, what a fun environment to Mm -hmm. be in. What a cool cool place to find in Tallahassee, Florida. I love Tallahassee. I wouldn't want to live there again. But I like driving through and being like, look at that. Oh, wow. They built a a new shopping center. Oh. Right? Isn't that how how living anywhere goes? Yeah. 
Like when you hear older couples be like, well, I heard they built a save a lot. Yeah, over there where the bank used to be. Do you know where the new Ingalls is? Yeah, right down there. by. They got a Taco Bell combo now. I don't know what it's comboed with, but I might go by there. I love that. I love all of that. What's your favorite Taco Bell combo? Is it Pizza Hut or KFC? Uh, KFC Buffet, for sure. Yeah. You can get the chicken tender tacos and you can get the side oh dishes my God. i know pretty incredible stuff there is a pizza hut no wait it's a kfc taco bell what's the third one pizza hut there's pizza one hut? that's a three-way with the yum brand three-way that i went to one time it was is pretty incredible wing street pizza hut wing street is pizza hut okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah pizza hut combined right uh yum brands yum they own everything mm-hmm. pepsico i think is involved with them somehow probably Everyone owns that. There's like one Japanese company that owns all the liquor. Sick of it. Mm-hmm. Let us own some of the liquor. Let us get a few barrels think, to sell. I think it is the company. I'm pulling this out of my ass. I think it is the company that Bill Murray is hawking in. Asahi? Uh, lost, no, um, Suntory Time. Suntory Time. Yeah. Yes. I remember Bill Murray when I saw him. Yeah. So weird. I know. So crazy. So my mom asked me. Does anyone else feel like we're in a new somewhere? Like maybe we slightly changed positions. Yeah, we oopsied the, the course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I feel it. Okay. I feel it. I'm feeling it a lot. We'll lately. see what people say. Yeah. Um, my mom texted me before I came and said, Do you want to do yoga? And now, usually I want to do yoga, but it's like 9 a.m. yoga. And when we woke up to go do it, it was seven degrees outside. Oh, God. And I was like, All right, mom. Like, I'm. Because where are we again? Where South are Carolina? We? we are in Taylor's, South Carolina. Weird, right? My mom lives in my town. I had uh, two two men in a truck come into the store the other day. Were they so respectful and in uniform? Um, mm. just say, you just say yes. Yes. That's, this is how customer service works now. If you're a consumer, the only thing you answer is yes or five stars or ten stars if they give it. Because the American labor system, we need to be more anti against all the labor practices. Uh-huh. So if you ever get asked anything about anyone, even if they were horrible, you give them all five stars. You know, it's really fun. Uh, like most of the labor laws don't apply to kids if they're your kids and it's your business. <sighs> but what if you meet like a really hardworking 14 year old that just. And you adopt them? No, you just make them stock shells for 18, 20 <laughs> hours a for a 20. Republican from Florida? Chris 20. <laughs> Oh, God. He's not in jail yet. This blows my really? mind. Matt Gates is not in jail. Oh, my God. There's a lot of problems with that guy. Uh, I went to the yoga, and I also did a little bit of an Effie meet and greet. There were a few people who recognized me as Effie. I blame my mom for that. She's a big promoter of the Effie brand. But I had a good time. Uh, Your mom set up a meet and greet for you? Not really set up, but she was like, oh, there may be some people who know you here. And luckily, it's you know people, a few people I met, but some people I knew already. Uh, but I will say this with my mom. She, in in history, has often asked me to do athletic tasks with her, and I am always up to the challenge. But the last time I can remember, we may have brought up on the show before, it was Thanksgiving, and everyone ditched her to do the Thanksgiving 10K. Who was going to do it? Yeah. And so she said, will you do the Thanksgiving 10K with me? And I said, yeah. And then I smoked a Newport cigarette and ran a 10K with my mom at the beach because no one else would do it. And so I always, I, it's not that I even feel a sense of guilt, but I sort of feel the sense of like, I better just do this. Nobody else is going with you. I'll go with you. Let's make it work. You know what I'm figuring out, Peter? What? This is a detriment to my character that if other people give me instructions and directions, I will do it without fail and almost perfectly and great. 
but I cannot give myself instructions. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I can understand the assignment, but I can't create the assignment. You have to peel back too many layers of yourself in order to give yourself instructions. You can't just like access that all the time. So I got to start peeling. You got to start peeling. All right. I'm going to get to peeling. Maybe that's a New Year's resolution. We got it, what, another 20 days? Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry too much mm-hmm. about it. I'd see this is why I love astrology is because it's just letting me slowly roll into the year, knowing that my timing is going to be perfect. Yeah. This is also, all right, this is my favorite. This is like, okay, Mercury retrogrades for me are like Christmas because all the people that don't believe in astrology have to reckon with the fact that, that something is, is happening. Different. Yeah, there's they're acknowledging something, but maybe it's just a little pattern. toxic. But it, I get so much uh, joy out of all of that. I like that watching the Southwest stuff. It's just like, oh it's god, a, it's a confusing mess for everyone. Also, Southwest has rallied against <laughs> rail transport in Texas, where they have a lot of their flights. So to kind of see them continue to make poor decisions is it's not good, but you know, it at least it, when consumers are aware of things, that's where change happens, right? Mm-hmm. Amtrak kicked people off the train too, though. What are we doing? Nationalize the rail, add more high-speed rail, fuck Amtrak. The girl's service dog pooped on the train, which like dogs poop. Yeah. All right. Lucy, they picked it up and they Lucy kicked him out. Lucy pooped twice inside this week, which she almost never does. It was too cold for her to go out though, and she's a special little baby. I get that, and she's allowed to. You know what? Sometimes we make mistakes. We're not going to hold it against our babies. Uh, she also she self shames. So, like, I'll walk in, and she'll be over in the corner. Oh, yeah. Who could have done this? Shaking a little bit. And I'm just like, dude, (laughs) you're fine. That's why, like, that is kind of the nice thing about having a rescue dog is, like, all the, like, bad end of the discipline was, like, done beforehand. And I can just reap the benefits from a dog that shames herself. Yeah, she already – yeah. Cranberry doesn't go in the kitchen. We'll never know why. We're happy that it's that way. Yeah. Bebop, though, will follow you anywhere. Oh, we got it. We'll talk a courageous about, little lad. He's really becoming a gentleman. We're going to talk about Mary and the training here in a minute. Did I show you the photo that I found of the two of them? Oh, no. Um, my phone, it does the like time shit. Oh, okay, like look at what happened on this day. Yeah. And the one today, it's not. Yeah, my phone is glitching right That's now. Okay. It's perfect. Um, but there's a little photo of Vivop and Lucy. He's doing little, so good. On a little chair. He's, what a marvel. I'll post it later if I find it. He even disappeared at one point at my mom's house. And I was like, where did he go? And he went in his crate with his blanket, just without even, oh, just because he likes it. He doesn't mind. He's not in there a lot, but he just went to lay down to hang out. He got a little overwhelmed. Yeah, a little overloaded. He had the, he had the yard. He had snow on the ground like, a little bit. I need to bit. recharge my batteries. Did he like the snow? He loves the snow. That dude loves cold weather. Yeah. He, I had his sweater on him for part of it. Because his hair gets everywhere, and if he wears a sweater, it's a little less. Yeah. But then I was like, dude, you're built for winter. Like, you are you literally walk around with a fur coat on. You, this is your time. And he just roots running through the snow, loving all of it. Um, all right, this weighs, this weighs on me, Peter. Oh, no. My mom wants to write a book about me. But you realize what the, the issue is, right? Like, it's, it could be the greatest book of all time. But I gotta be like, I gotta be open about everything. So what the, about your life? Yeah, like a nonfiction book about your life, right? Crazy. She's a very good writer. She used to write for newspapers. She used to write columns. She used to write short stories. How, like I don't. I guess 
like how, what I, I know y'all have a good relationship mm-hmm. how open are you with your mom about who you are in your activities <laughs> not that there's like some crazy it's just i don't necessarily know like how that relationship sits uh it's good i think my mom worries about me being on the road this much yeah my mom knows when i'm a little beat up you don't live a normal life i don't live a normal life at all and and i think about it and she's only gotten the glimpses you know between and you know she gets a look at things on social media right but it's a wild ride and a wild journey and i don't think it's quite done yet but i think that she could she could be the one to put it to paper better than i could for sure because I need a little outside look. Does she listen to the podcast? I don't. Sometimes I think maybe. Okay. I hope she does. Yeah. You know? I don't. It doesn't bother me if she does or doesn't. But she might enjoy it. I know AJ says he goes. I can only listen to it every once in a while. You just. I have to hear you talk every day. He told me that he listens to every episode. He just turns the volume off and flips his phone over because he wants us to get the listens. Holy shit! It's so cute. What a legend! I love it. He's adorable. <laughs> I'm glad everyone listened to Weekend at Benny's. I hope they enjoyed and he, that. he, like, when he was telling me that, he fell all over himself to be like, no, but I really like it. And it's like, no, dude, I get it. Like, you're practically your married place. to the guy. You have to be yeah. there with him every day. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I understand I can be a little overwhelming. I think sometimes when we're at home together this much, it can be like, holy shit, like, give me, give me two meters from him to me. Yeah. But, you know, we didn't spend Christmas together and he was with his family. And I think by the time we both got home the night of Christmas, it was like, thank God we're back here in our little space and kind of looking at each other. Not that we had a bad time or anything, but just like, it is exhausting to take your weekend off to go traveling. It's lovely being with your parents. It's lovely seeing people. It's lovely, you know, having a Christmas time with people, but it can be exhausting. And like when you only have limited time of rest, it can be, uh, you got to pick your times. But like today, for instance, I'm going to run some errands and then I have nothing else planned and I'm going to rest my spirit because tomorrow I did all my merch packing last night. Uh, I have to leave at 8 a.m. So we're going to end the year strong with some crazy stuff. Now, my mom told me not to get her any presents. I can't keep when people tell me not to get them presents. I should just get them a present. I've learned not because of anything she said, but because like I just kind of felt like a shithead. Yeah. Sitting there while people are giving me gifts, you know? Right. Um, we did bring her some cute stuff from Japan, though. It's not that I haven't, you know, given a few things, but they were very thoughtful in their gifts for us. And even for AJ, too, it's so sweet to see that. I like the the spirit of Christmas. I think I used to fight how jovial it was. I'm, I was yeah. like, in my head, you're like, you guys must be faking it. You must be faking it to be this excited about Christmas. But if you just sort of like... I woke up late and we're going to eat orange rolls and sausage biscuits and we're going to open gifts and eat candy. What what are you mad at, pal? That sounds fantastic. Yeah. And I think it was just, you know, you've you've got to create a little separation with your family before you understand exactly how wonderful they can be. And that separation is already there. Now I just want to go home. My mom after yoga just let me sleep. It was beautiful. Now, I keep bringing this tradition up to people and nobody seems to follow it. Every Christmas, as far as I can remember, on New Year's Eve, I mean, on Christmas Eve, you eat potato soup. And it's just potatoes with a little cream and some pepper, put a little hot sauce on it. This, it sounds wrong, but then I also have a memory in the back of my head where I can picture the, uh, wow. Bag, my Bag of potatoes? No, not, of- um, pot. The pot. I can imagine the yellow pot. That it's all that mixture that you just described is in being dished out to me 
I feel like it's like a cleansing meal, right? Maybe. Just potatoes. White potato soup blended up. Is this up. some other weird missionary thing? That I don't we know. Just, they're not connecting. I, we're, we're finding out more about each other every day. Yeah. What a magic time. Uh, I did like, me and my grandma talked a, a good bit about just traveling. Uh-huh. She kind of got into like all the travels they had while they were missionaries. And she was a little jealous of me getting to go to Australia, which I don't want my grandma to be jealous, but it was nice to know that like there are things I'm doing that are pretty cool and they think they're cool. I think there was a long time of like with any entertainment family, there's the nervousness of just like, are they going to be able to like live a normal life and provide for themselves? And can they handle this? So they almost like downplay everything going on a little bit to kind of make sure. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But it felt like there was more of a, an understanding and an acceptance of what my career path is and that it does come with some benefits and that it does require a lot of my fucking self uh, to do it, you know? Right. 12-hour shift with a 15-minute on period, you know? <laughs> what are you going to do? When do you go into Australia? Uh, March 10th through 13th. Okay, that makes sense. It's going to be incredible. We're doing Sydney, Adelaide, Melbourne, and then I'm coming home. Melbourne. Sorry, I think, I said it wrong. I think after your birthday, you'll have less foreign travel and things will be a little bit more concentrated over here. Yeah, there's a lot of foreign travel up until then. And right now I'm in the middle of two gay brunches. Now, number one, Peter, I don't like booking because... Uh, I'm just having flashbacks to you talking about the... I said talking and not complaining, even though what I meant was complaining. <laughs> talking about the last one. Listen, and it's <laughs> at the end, they're beautiful. We won Outsports Queer Event of the Year. Incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm competing with myself a little bit with two events in a single year. Uh, but it is hard because there are certain limitations with the size of show we do. I don't like letting people down. I don't like making people feel left out. But I also don't I don't feel a responsibility anymore to explain to anyone else my decision making, which yeah. helps a little bit with it. And uh I have learned to respond to messages, at least with something, because in the beginning, I would just be like, I'm not responding to anything unless I have to, you know, which it takes a little more effort for me. But even if the answer is, I don't have an answer, I will give it to you. And typically my answer is, I'm not going to message you at all until I know what I'm talking about. If you're asking me something, yeah, people will be like, you're ignoring my message. And I'll be like, I'm not, I don't have an answer for your message, but I guess giving that answer is an answer Either way. It was very Mercury and Taurus of you. Wonder. See, you read me. You know. Uh, phone's been on Do Not Disturb for three years. Y- yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you can't move a Taurus to do what you want them to do. The Taurus will decide <sighs> when it's time to do My curse throughout all of life. Yeah. This is also why you are late yet on time. I'm there when I'm <laughs> supposed to be, Peter. <laughs> I've never been that you're, late. You're uh, Gandalf. Yes, Gandalf the Grey. Will I return on a horse as Gandalf the White? I don't know. Potentially. Potentially. Horses, they're not endangered, are they? They could be. I don't know. Wild horses if probably If you start are. eating them quicker. Mm, a little too lean for me. I like probably. the fatty part of the brisket. Uh, you know? I don't think I've ever eaten horse. Really? I've eaten a lot of things, though. I've had uh, zebra. That's insane. They don't keep the stripes on it, though, do they? Just like uh, serve it with the skin? They, uh, they actually they bring, they bring you a jacket and you wear it while you eat it. Oh, my God. Oh, that's incredible. Like a rhinestone mm-hmm. zebra jacket? Mm-hmm. Rhinestone zebra jacket. With a little zebra bow tie? Uh-huh. Uh, two of the Christmas presents we got 
where there's a guy in South Carolina, and I fail to remember the name of it. My mom took two of my grandpa's old ties and had them remade into bow ties. And this is fascinating because I never wear bow ties, but AJ always wears bow ties. Yeah. So now we have these bow ties together that are made of my grandpa's ties that we're going to wear with our tuxedos to something. We're going to do something with these on. I got back from South Carolina. I had a great time. Bebop, what a gentleman. He's been doing his training. We went last night. Oh, yeah. You know what Mary said? I can tell you've been practicing with him. (gasps) He's doing all his tasks. And I've really been working on, you know, with the dog training, they tell you you have to replace the behaviors. Yeah. So when he's getting into trouble, which Bebop does sometimes, I've been bringing him in, doing his trainings. He loves it. He's becoming a little gentleman. And I think this is fantastic because, you know, with Cranberry, she was so docile and gentle and sweet that she's just not, she doesn't care if she's trained or not. She's going to do what she wants. She listens to us. It's great. With Bebop, you know, that that breed of dog apparently lives 18 to 25 years. And all I could think was, am I going to live the next 20 years with a dog that doesn't know what's going on? Or am I going to make this motherfucker into a soldier and we don't even notice we have a dog because he's so well-behaved and kept? And he is just, he likes showing off. I think he knows he's showing off, Yeah. but he was showing off in that class, doing all his hand touches, doing all his focuses, doing his leash walking. He's incredible, and he was a great travel companion. The one thing about him is even if he escapes or runs away or something, he'll run right back to you. So it's like you almost don't have to think of him as much, but he did. he'll pull a trick. He'll look you dead in the eyes 10 feet from you. You go, all right, let's go, Bebop, and just stare at you. He still has that playful spirit in him, which I don't want to lose, but I also want him like at attention at ease, sir, the little gentleman. And he just sits with his chest so puffed that you're just like, you just want to give him little commands. The the Colonel, that was a film that Shirley Temple had a rat terrier. in, so I keep calling him the Colonel. That's really funny. Come on, Colonel. He loves it. And then I call him Bob still. Mary said I shouldn't call him Bob when he's bad. She said, that's not nice. (laughs) Bob, come on. His name is Bebop. And we got to say it happy. Bebop, Bebop. If I hear him rustling in the plant, Bebop. Now, Lucy's looking at me. She loves Bebop. We got home. I'm only bringing this up. Should I get dark for a second at the tail end of this? Yeah. All right. This is, we're going to go way back. Um, I watched a documentary with AJ, and it was about Ric Flair, and he suggested we watch it. Okay. Now, Ric Flair, not a great person, honestly, if you're looking at just like measuring someone on their, who they are. But it's a very interesting story, and it's a story that I've been familiar with for like ever. And, I think growing up in the Carolinas, obviously, I saw a lot of Ric Flair around, and that was always something that was you know, present in my life from a very early age. And my dad uh, ran JCPenney's right. head honcho. So he had people under him in departments, and he had a shoe manager named Rusty. Now, Rusty, I was like probably seven or eight, maybe nine, and he was as into Ric Flair as I was. My dad was like into wrestling, but Rusty was like into wrestling. And we both got the two disc DVD when it came out or whatever. We both went to the raw where he fought for the world heavyweight championship. I think it was may made something of 2003, which may is a weird time. Uh, and I remembered this while watching the documentary though, because, uh, it was the first time I had had someone die. Uh, Rusty killed himself. Rusty hung himself. Oh shit. And, I had to have my dad kind of explain that to me and to understand that someone could like something so much the way we talked about wrestling and talked about stuff and talked about this and still like, I'm a kid. So you're obviously not letting me into your worries, have that much darkness in you. That Ric Flair story has always kind of 
pulled me back into that. Like it almost, I'm not saying it made me an adult or anything, but it was like the first time I'd had to have things like that explained to me in that way. So I think whenever I watched the Ric Flair story, there is sort of a, like a flashback to that, that like is always going to be there. But like, it's still cool to work on Ric Flair's last show. It was still cool to be there for that. But also like there is a hint of darkness to Ric Flair. And part of that is personally because of my time and story and what is attached to that. But also I'm sure there's more people who could attach some of that weird darkness and growth to Ric Flair. The story is fascinating. If you haven't seen the story of Flair, he, it is dark. It is horrible. His son dies. He drinks himself almost to death. He comes back from it a little fucks himself again with drinking. Like it's a very dark story overall, but the image you're presented with is of champion God, rich limos, Rolexes, vests of robes of glory. Uh, but that story, that's the first time I've ever like, I think I had a great grandparent die before that, but it was the first time I'd ever had somebody like, Hey, this person, you know, is dead now. Right. They did it to themselves you both had this thing in common. Yeah. There's not a, I don't know where the story goes, but that's the, that's the story of what I was reminded of when I watched a Ric Flair documentary with my partner. Crazy, right? Yeah. I don't think I'd forgotten about it in any sense, but it's not something I ever brought up in my wrestling Taylor journey or, you know, it was not a story that was coming up. So maybe it's out now. Maybe it's good. Rusty. Sorry. It sucked. Yeah. Glad you still found some little joys. Um, have you had a lot of people die in your life? No. No. No, I've had a few. I have yeah. uh I had a friend kill himself, which is why I have this tattoo here, mm. which is like a group tattoo yeah. of the six of us going. Uh but not too many. No, I mean I've had both of my grandpas are dead, my grandmother passed away, mm-hmm. but that was all it was there was more of an understanding of like it's old age, like you had time. Right. This is a pretty normal right. time to die versus I don't know, just you're like a little kid and you're like, oh, oh. Have I told you about my grandma killing my grandfather? What? Okay. No. So this will this is it's dark, but it'll be a little bit lighter and then we can do questions. Okay. How's that sound? All right. Um, so my grandmother on my dad's side is an absolute nightmare of a human being. Uh when my dad and his sister and his brother were little, whenever she would feel like um she wasn't getting enough attention from everyone in the house. She would have, she would fake her own death and wait for her kids to come crawl up and check to see if she was okay. Oh, they're like kid kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so my, my, in my family has a history of having really bad reactions to, um, most all, um, I think it's like codeine derivative okay. painkillers. Um, it essentially makes us hyper suicidal, just like a flip of a switch. And it's it's just, it's a chemical thing. It's completely un- also my family has like pretty serious mental health shit that like no one has dealt with until me. Um, hey, be the first. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and so my grandfather fell down. Uh, like just like walking because, you know, a little bit older. And my aunt was calling my grandma every day and was like, make sure that you do not get that particular prescription right. filled and you get the other one filled for the stuff that he can have. Um, three days later, like talk to him on the phone, everything fine. The next day, he apparently went outside and shot himself. 
And when my aunt came to uh, like check and see what was going on and everything, like when, you know, cause we like all went, um, she pulled me aside and she was like, yeah, the prescription. Damn. When does it get light? Oh, I thought it was just kind of rad that my grandma killed my grandfather. Oh, I think yeah, it's mean, really funny. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, I think I'm... I love my grandfather. I don't think I'm quite over it. I think I'm realizing that right now good. on the podcast. You don't have to be over um, it. Weird. Yeah. We just got a little deep there. I love it. That I love great. that we got a little deep. This podcast is all over the place. It's wild. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Happy happy end of the year. This is fitting for a very fucking chaotic. I got my astrology notebook for the, the next six months of my yeah, life. Yeah, I'm looking at it. And my birthday is around the corner, um, which I love having my birthday so close to the beginning of the year because I can actually start my years. Yes. Like feeling that and everything. And I was looking at it and I was like, oh my God. It's not going to be super crazy like this year was. I actually can like settle in a little bit. I I started doing the thing I said I was going to do, which is seeing my average speed for the year. Yeah. And I only got to February before I was exhausted of looking at my calendar and what I was doing going, oh, it all makes sense from a distance of why I'm so fucking tired in December when I start going through month by month of what my schedule was. Sorry about your grandfather. Shouldn't have filled that script. What what was it? Is she around? uh, Yeah, she still sends me um, praying for you emails. Send her one back. Pray for her. Mm. Um, No, we. My my family is so so somehow the Hollywood part of my family looks better than the non Hollywood part of my family. (laughs) That is, there's and my grandfather on the Hollywood side was a absolute womanizer and ran through like six women. Before he finally settled on the last one. That's okay. That's okay. I'm glad that was considered <laughs> he, womanizer. He then. did That's... the right thing though and moved to Japan. Why did he have to move to Japan? He, I just uh, his wife is Japanese. Oh, okay. Well, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I right. think it'd be really cool to just settle down in Japan. Oh, I think it would be great. It's very efficient mm-hmm. as a society, and they got the best egg sandwiches I've ever had. Egg salad sandwich. I miss you. Oh. Miss the squid too, but I really, the longer my heart goes on, I want that white bread egg salad sandwich Amazing. from the Combini. Uh, you want to do some questions? Please. All right. This is from Maggie. Favorite moments of the year. What do you hope to bring into the new year or leave behind in 2022? Ooh. Uh, I want to think less. Yeah. Not that like not like thinking about stuff, but like when it comes to what I'm doing in the ring, there's a sense of playfulness once I'm actually out there. But the two or three hours before I am wrestling, you don't want that. I overthink everything, yeah. and I'm thinking tiny things. And I'm thinking little stuff that only I'm really noticing or thinking about. I do that with most of my like life events, and I'm trying to train myself to not do that. Yeah, I just want to roll in and be like, "It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, We're gonna yeah. be fine. We're good." Because it always is. It is. It always, it always is. is. You get out of the ring, you go, "Oh." I'm comparing it to wrestling, but it's just like, I don't know. After that first minute in the ring, you're like, oh, what was I? Life is wrestling. I know. It is wrestling. God. God. This episode. The quote of the year was me coming in while he's watching Housewives going, why are you watching these people who just make up conflict for money? He goes, what do you do? (laughs) Yeah, that's the only one I can really think of. Uh, I I just... I spent the second half of the year figuring out how to, uh, where to give my energies, but also kind of acknowledging like, oh, you're going to feel like this right now. That's normal. 
I don't know if I should, you know, accept those things a hundred percent of yeah. like, you should be a little stressed out before this, or you should be thinking about it constantly. I think some of my ADD, you get a little obsessive over certain thoughts or ideas. Mm-hmm. And so when the only thing you're thinking about is the match in two hours, you're thinking about the match in two hours, yeah. you know, there's no, there's no rest time for that. The match is the finale of my thinking attack. And I don't want any more thinking. Interesting. That's like weirdly what I mean. The, the similar. I don't know. I, one second. I'm yeah. Sorry. you're No, live. Live. Son of a bitch. No, I know. Like, um, I guess it's, I guess today it's just Mercury retrograde because I'm like just doing all this internal thinking and everything. Um, I, my parents did not allow me to be sick when I was a kid. Ooh. I had to like go do whatever was happening. Um, I played trombone in band for most of my life. So did my mom. Really? Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, because the, they told her girls don't pay, play horn instruments. And she said, what's the biggest one? And they said tuba. And she goes, I'll go one down and play the, really funny. Play the trombone. It is. We've learned a lot about each other in yeah. similarities today. Yeah, Weird. Is, People are hearing it live happen. This is very funny. If you thought we were running out of steam, just wait till you find out all our secrets. Um, I threw up into my trombone during a concert recital. Holy because shit. Because of this. And you know what my, this, God, this is so fucked up. You know what my dad did? He made an award for like stick to because of that event and did like a ceremony presentation awarding me for me while I was still sick. Oh, so I've had to learn how to like take care of myself being sick yes. as an adult. Um, and allowing and, yourself to not do anything. Yeah. So I'm, I'm expert level at it at this point. Good. I still have those moments where I'm like, I should take a nap for three hours, but what about the other things? You know? Yeah. I don't want to have that. I want to have more naps in 2020. Three? That's the new year? Oh, my God. Feels like we're already in 2024, but maybe 20... I mean, a lot has happened over the course of a year. A lot has happened here. We've recorded it. We've found it. We've journeyed. We're in a new place. Uh, everything has been going a little haywire today, but it's fine. It's all good. You know? It's going to be an inter- I. It's just the intensity of the retrograde is going to be higher this time around because it's Capricorn and we have other stuff going on, too. It's just, it's the same rules apply though. Slow down a tiny little bit. Think a little bit more internally. Don't start anything new. And don't sign any contracts. Like really don't sign any contracts this time around because it's not going to work. Well, I, I haven't. Haven't seen one either. <laughs> I love that when people are like, do you, have they offered you any contracts? I'm like, everybody's scared of me, Peter. They're scared of me. Oh, I forget, and it's I fine. forget that is when you think contract, you yeah. think... Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Deal with the the entertainment devils. You're talking any contracts. Any contracts. Don't sign them. Yeah. Don't sign those contracts, y'all. Think um, about it. Let's get back to questions. Please. This is from Rick. Uh, for you both, two questions. If y'all have, because I haven't mentioned this, if y'all have not figured out, I do not feel good. <laughs> he doesn't feel great today, but we're still here, powering through. Um, What are the things that your dog... What? Sorry, the text is moving off my phone at the moment. Um, what are the things your dogs do that you just look at them and think, what are you doing? Penelope, which is the best name for a dog ever. Though I think Cran might be a close tie. Whenever I hear Penelope now, I think of Booker T calling Penelope Ford Penelope. This girl, Penelope, 
she's incredible. That's really funny. Um, <coughs> Penelope, my pity, will randomly lick my knee, will also lick the air, and will run away from her own farts. <laughs> um, Lucy is scared of her own farts, um, but I think it's an act. Like she, it, like one will fire off, and she looks around in surprise, like, I, "What? What?" What could I, this be? What could this possibly? Yeah, I've, this has never happened before. And oh. I, I think she's trying to pull one over on I think she is a... She knows. She's a dainty little lady, and she needs to be ladylike, and yeah. she does not fart. That She may not understand that fart. You know, why is this coming out not, of me? I yeah. don't know. It's fine. Um, I, you, Hamish's dog? Yeah. Had same eyes and express two different kinds of dog, but the same. Huh? Huh? <laughs> yeah, we love this. We love these dogs that that have the expression. I'm thinking with my pups too. Cranberry is just when she's pissed off at something, and she gives the. <sighs> I think it's so adorable. Yeah. Um, also will he'll sit right up next to you. But then as time goes on, he keeps moving closer and closer until he's completely in your lap. And so yeah. watching him sort of like secret shuffle yeah. into your lap, you're yeah. like, I can't be mad. He does knock my phone out of my hands when I play Dream Blast, though. Oh, really? He knows when I'm playing Dream Blast, and he not, he'll come knock it out of my hand. That's so Which is pretty funny. cute. Uh, I'm trying to think. He's, I mean, they're both adorable. They both cuddle butt to butt on the couch, which is, I think is the cutest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to touch, but not too much. Yeah. But then he'll also just come sit on her. And she doesn't care. And I think that's adorable, too. They're a fun little pair. They're exhausting. <laughs> um, also, when are you both going to set time aside and watch Streets of Fire, which is a movie that we recommended that sounds fucking awesome? What are, can we hear more about this film? Um, it is... Oh, God. I have... Okay, let me just look. Let me just tell you the cast of it. Because okay. it's insane. I just... We we are going to be restructuring things on the podcast I love it. in the next year. Um, so, the, like, I have a whole list of ideas. Taylor was telling me that he has, he's been working on stuff, too. If anyone has suggestions, especially y'all on the Patreon, that, like, kind of shape this a little bit more, please, I'm not necessarily saying that we will do it, but, like, throw ideas. Throw it out there. And we'll see what, you know, see what works. Yeah, I think our dynamic will work talking about kind of anything. And so uh, one of my dumb ideas was uh, five minutes of research where people give us a subject and we're allowed to research it for five minutes and then we just talk about it. That's perfect because we both like to know, like, like to sound like we know what yeah, we're yeah. talking about. But that, but listen, that's the kayfabe of life is the people who sound like they know what they're talking about, they always get it done because mm-hmm. you'll figure out what you need to know to talk about it later. Um, okay, uh, Diane Lane, Willem Dafoe, Rick Moranis, Bill Paxton. Uh, it is a biker rock musical. What? This sounds incredible. Uh, that's the poster. Whoa! What year are we talking here? Um, I think ninety-three, eighty-four, eighty-four. I'm yeah. a full decade off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy yeah. shit! Apparently, the soundtrack is incredible. I'm down. Um, how about we will make that homework? We're going to make that homework. Streets of Fire, yeah. 84? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to track this down and watch it. Um, it doesn't look like 
it's the easiest to find on the internet. We're going to listen. We can do this. Um, so if y'all want to watch that along, we will do an episode on it. Some Streets point of in January soon. Uh, I speaking of soundtracks though, I have to jump back a little bit to our Patreon episode. Yeah. Patreon.com slash weekend at Effie's. If you notice, there's no ads on this show. Oh my God. The Babylon soundtrack is so fucking good. <laughs> the movie ended and Johnny was like, that song. Coke it room. just haunted him. Coke room. And there's so many variations of the song. But also the entrance song for uh, for Jackie, for Jack walking in the party, that is, I don't even remember, King of the Jungle, I think it's called. That's this sort of like, the Pharaoh's March he does entering that party is incredible. Yeah. And I also love that the big drunk guy who's his like writing producer, friend, helper, the first scene where he is seeing Jack, he's incoherent without a shirt and covered in paint. And then he, you see later that he's like a real executive. Yeah. It's just sort of like you get these people at their weirdest when they enter in this moment. Yeah. Babylon, y'all. Just there's so much to talk about. Um, Every scene. Speaking of movies, I've really enjoyed all the people on Twitter that have been like, I didn't know if you were trolling us about Tar, if this was just like a really long Listen, joke you were doing. I had to explain Tar to my mom because she texted me, "What the hell, Tar." And she went to see it with one of her friends. And so we had a conversation, a Christmas conversation about Tar and getting into the themes. And I felt very well spoken about Tar. And I felt like I gave them a new appreciation for the film. And I said, look, it's sort of uh, the argument of Tar is right there in that scene with the conductor students. The whole movie's right there. Have you seen the take on it that Tar is just um, how Stella got her groove back? Oh, my God. She did get her groove back, but I don't know if it was full groove. It was medium groove. It's one of the weirdest readings. I like. I love just the obnoxious takes that people are having on all of these movies in general. I just did people that are so assured that they have the definitive point of view on the movie. Yes. It's really funny to me. And there's no definitive view on anything. No. All opinions are opinions. We enjoy putting together information. And you know what? You know what I really enjoy about film? Here's what we're going to close with in my mind. Okay. Uh, I don't have to know all of your intentions to enjoy it. It's kind of like when people sing along to a song and they don't know all the words and somebody mm -hmm. goes, you don't even know the words. You're like, they're not my words. I don't need to know the words, but it's a sick song. That's what I like. We can go as deep as we want. We can go as light as we mm -hmm. want. Uh, it's all there.